Staten Fleury may be young, but he's been around horses and oak lawn for as long as he can remember. The 31-year-old thoroughbred owner and Spa City native grew up helping tend the parking lots across the street from the racetrack. And by meeting those involved in the sport who parked in the lots, he became more and more interested in horse racing. Now, Fleury is nationally known, having his top filly, She Dares the Devil, win last year's Kentucky Oaks. While the four-year-old was sold after the Breeders' Cup distaff last month, Fleury maintained a part ownership of the horse and plans to run her at Oaklawn for her five-year-old season. I recently sat down with Fleury to talk about how he got involved in horse racing and his thoughts on Oaklawn moving its opening weekend to December instead of late January. My name is James Lee and this is Garland County Locker Room, brought to you by the Sentinel Records Sports Department. I just want to welcome Staten Flurry to the podcast. Staten's a local horseman. Tell me, how did you get into horse racing to begin with? Well, growing up in Hot Springs, uh, this town lives and breathes racing. And, uh, my family is on the parking lots across the street from Oakland for decades, even before I was born. So I grew up out there and uh, just ran back and forth across the street when we had some customers that had horses run, whether it's uh, owners, trainers, different people that parked with us. Uh, Hey, come over, watch our horse run, and just fell in love with it early on and graduated from Henderson in 2012, claimed my first horse. Uh, second race we ran, we won, and it's kind of been all downhill since. Right. Been hooked. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I know you've had, you know, a couple of nice horses. You know, obviously, everybody around here knows she dares she, the, she the devil. Um, but I know you had a turf horse. Yeah, we had a Mr. Misunderstood. Yeah, one's five or six graded stakes on the turf, uh, won the grade two wise stand. Uh, never got that grade one, but we uh, we ran in several grade ones and got close, but never uh, got the picture made. But he's definitely the one that kind of put me on the the upward trajectory in this sport. Uh, just from him winning so much, definitely helped build the the bank account up to, to buy a better horse like She Dares the Devil. And we bought several uh, really nice yearlings and two-year-olds the last few years. So we're headed definitely uh, in the upward direction. Yeah. Obviously, you know, She Dares the Devil, you know, she just sold. Yep. Yep. Uh, she sold the other day and uh, Mandy Pope bought her and she asked Sheikh Fahad and I to uh, stay in for a piece. So she'll, uh, <coughs> she'll be back here is the plan. I think the Azaria will probably be her starting point for her uh, five-year-old career, then Apple Blossom. And I think it's going to be a great partnership with Mandy. Uh, everything's just ran smooth so far. When she approached us, she said, is there any, uh, I guess, discrepancies or anything that we could work out? I said, man, the only thing I ask is we uh, run my silks at Oaklawn if we run at Oaklawn. And she said, no, no problem at all. And the rest has just kind of been easy, easy go with the flow. So how, how many years have you been – Racing. Uh, 2012, I claimed my first horse. Okay. Uh, claimed it. Her name was Let's Get Fiscal. Uh, we claimed her towards the end of the meet. And now uh, we got one start in here just because we had to do the run back or you couldn't run 30 days uh, sure. since she was a claimer. And she ran fifth or sixth here. First start, then took her to Lone Star and got our first win. And I think we won our fourth race. So uh, we were batting 50% <laughs> from the first four starts. And just kind of kept claiming and progressing and bought a uh, a two-year-old Arkansas bred filly at the sale. And uh, I guess that was the Juno Calisella 2014. And, uh, she broke her maiden first start, went on in her second start to win the uh, Lady Razorback Futurity. 
down at Louisiana Downs. That was right. a the two year old stakes for Archie Breads at the time. They they don't run those anymore, but uh, we won the last two uh, two versions they had of it. So she kind of started the the progression towards buying better horses and not just the uh, the cheaper claimers. So it's all just been a foundation building on top of each other from from the first claimer to the first state bred stakes winner to the first stakes winner, and uh, it's been a just a fun ride. Yeah. So obviously you primarily are based out of here in hot springs yep. what, what are your thoughts about you know moving the season up i love it uh, i think it's going to be excellent first off for the city because december to the first part of january is usually kind of the slower time in town so you get the people here for uh, pretty much all of december and that first part of january on the weekends definitely going to boost the economy around here uh, and two that time's a dead time for, for racing, too. Uh, Churchill's closed. You've got some people going to the fairgrounds. And you've got a few people still left at Remington. But for the most part, the majority that come here to Oaklawn, it's kind of the the dead time. So to fill that gap, I think, is definitely going to be beneficial for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know, I know it wasn't that long ago they moved the start up towards the end of January, mm-hmm. early February. How, how do you think that other horsemen are going to react to I think I think it's going to take a little bit time getting used to because I do know some people usually turn their horses out October November to try to give them a little break, then get them ready for the first part of Oakland. But I think they're going to do some changing around on their uh, turnout time, and I think it's going to really start after this year. They're going to get a feel of how it's going and really become a essential part of the racing calendar in the country yeah so how many horses do you have right now i'll have 10 here i've got five with uh brad cox five with bro bird i've got three louisiana breads down in uh, the fairgrounds with ron Beauchade, and i've got eight or ten yearlings getting broke and ready to sure ready to start 2022 <laughs> right so i've got i'd say close to 20 oh wow for, for somebody as young as you are to have that many horses is pretty amazing. Yeah, it's a, just a testament of the group that I've established around me, Brad, Broberg. We've uh, been able to win a lot of races, and the more you win, that helps the, the bank account, and <laughs> that definitely helps being able to buy more horses and better horses. Right. Uh, so how did you get involved with some of these trainers? Because, I mean, you mentioned, you know, Two of those guys that you mentioned yeah, are, are yeah. pretty big names around here. I was introduced to Kevin Martin, who's Carl Broberg's assistant now. Uh, he was my first trainer. He was with a, a different outfit when I started with him in 2020, or 2012. He left that uh, operation towards the end of 2012, and he went to the fairgrounds for 2013. So I didn't have a trainer here. He was up here. He said, hey, here's the guy I want you to meet. He said he's a new guy, new up-and-coming guy in the sport. His name is Brad Cox. So 2013, Brad had eight or ten cheap, cheap claimers. Uh, we teamed up, and we claimed our first horse and won our first race together. And hey, It's been fun watching him grow, but it's been fun being able to grow along with his growth. Because uh, Brad hadn't won a graded stakes at that time. Like I said, he had... 10 cheap claimers. So right. Just uh, 
being introduced to Kevin and that opened so many doors and then Kevin got hired by Bro Bird in twenty thirteen and he went to the fairgrounds. So two of the best operations in the country and I'm just fortunate enough to be a part of them. Yeah. You know, you talked a little bit about how you got into this. Mm-hmm. If, if somebody was wanting to get mm-hmm. into racing, um, how, how would you recommend that they go about it? Find you a good trainer. Don't just say, hey, this is the big guy. I want to be with him. Find you a trainer you can trust, you can have communication with. There's a lot of smaller guys that have uh, outfits here at Oaklawn that they're excellent horsemen. They just don't get the, the owners or the amount of horses that uh, some of these other guys do. Find you somebody you can trust and communicate with. And start out with claimers. Don't try to hit the home run from the get-go. Start with the claimer. Start at the bottom and learn. You've got to be hands-on. I know most trainers <laughs> probably <laughs> cringe at me saying that, but you've got to divulge yourself in this sport if you want to be successful in it. And uh, That's what I've done, and that's what I recommend to, to anybody looking to get in the sport. There are different syndicates uh, Ten Strike has a great, great operation. Uh, even West Point, my racehorse, those are little micro share operations, but uh, that could be a good stepping stone that leads to to more ownership or a bigger opportunity for you. But just find somebody you can trust and learn, learn, learn. That's the that's my number one thing is don't try to just throw money at it or sure. or try to get with the the biggest name out there. Get with somebody that will help teach you and uh, learn all you can. Yeah. So, you know, you, you said you've gotten some claimers. I know you said you've got some yearlings. Personally, how do you, do you prefer to, to get the, the Colts or? My ultimate goal, I tell everybody, is I want to win the Arkansas Derby more than anything. So, so looking at the yearling and two-year-old sales, I do try to buy more Colts than, than Phillies. But you, you have to have little bit of both uh, hey the Phillies in the long run unless you hit a home run with the Colts uh, Phillies in the long run have more residual value because of the breeding aspect but for my goals I do have more Colts than Phillies right now yes yeah you know obviously you said you, you prefer to have Colts you had some you know obviously big a big win with or several big wins with with uh, she dares the devil which is a beautiful Philly mayor sorry <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, she's, she's, still a, she's still a Philly. Huh? We got about a month left yeah. uh, before she turns five. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what is it about what is it about horse racing for you that that really you know made you want to get involved with it and really made it what you want to want to do? The, I guess first of all, the competition. Uh, I grew up. I was always a big uh, motorsports fan, NASCAR, dirt track racing. Uh, I was always a, a big fan and the racing competition in this it's definitely a better outlet a more affordable outlet and that more people can be involved and i grew up a quarter mile from from oakland so right it's home it's home it's uh somewhere i've always wanted to compete and win so i think it's just the competition side and there's so many great people in this sport there's there's a lot of bad people too like every every aspect of life, but there's so many great people on the backside. It's uh, been fun getting to know different ones, even if they're not part of uh, my my team. Sure. I've become friends with so many different outfits and we'll joke with them in the mornings or uh, 
and celebrate with them in the afternoon. It's it's definitely been been really fun getting to do that. Yeah. What is the would you say is the most fun part about being out here being racing? Winning, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Win, winning, but uh, just watching the horses develop, whether it's a, a claimer that you claim for 10000 and trying to figure out what's going to make him a, a 20000 claimer next out, or uh, or just watching the two-year-olds develop into to runners, into three-year-olds, and hey, until a two-year-old started, they've got Derby and Oaks dreams. Right. So just, just seeing that aspect of it. Well, I do appreciate hey, you not taking a problem, the time to talk Not to a problem. Me. Not a problem at all. Thanks for listening to Garland County Locker Room. You can find a companion story on our website and mobile app. If you like our content, please consider subscribing to get the latest content as soon as it becomes available. You can find Garland County Locker Room wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for new episodes, please drop us an email at sports at hottestr.com.